Hi, this is Melanie Fine, and today I am sitting with members of the Strategic Advisor Board, and I wanted you to introduce yourselves and tell me what the Strategic Advisor Board is. Yeah, well, my name is Jason Miller. First of all, thank you for having us here. It's a pleasure to be a part of, uh, you know, your network and the Forbes network for sure. Um, again, my name is Jason Miller. I'm the founder and CEO of the Strategic Advisor Board. I have Shelby Jo Long. She's my senior vice president and also uh, Michael Seip. He is my uh, one of the directors and also the COO of the Strategic Advisor Board. And wonderful to have them here sitting with me today um, to really be able to share our vision, because I'd like them to talk more than me for a change, <laughs> um, about who we are, what we do, and all that good stuff. So, Excellent, so who are you and what do you do? Shelby, Q. You. The Strategic Advisor Board is a collection of partners that can help small business navigate solutions in this challenging environment. There's a lot of challenges for small businesses now, whether it be customer acquisition, whether it be getting your marketing messages to work correctly, whether it be your internal structure, and the Strategic Advisor Board, our 10 advisors and our strategic partners are all there to help move businesses forward and move them to the next level. And the whole idea is that we use that community to as a powerful way to help people in their own custom strategies to move their business forward. And how do people find out about you? How do people become part of the, the board? How does that work? We do have many strategic partners. I don't know what our number is right 200. now. Yeah, we're up yeah, to 200 strategic partners uh, that range from every industry from the publishing industry to construction, solar, there's marketing, there's all sorts of PR, all sorts of different solutions for small businesses. And to be a part of that network is just something amazing because we have that referral piece that's really, really essential for small businesses. But then there's also those instant solutions that we can help provide. And, and we can implement any strategy that we dictate for any small business to help move them forward. Yeah, so and I think it's interesting though, uh, how we have such a dynamic team. Cause I, I really believe that the generalist model of things is an old way of the past. And, you know, that's why I really wanted to surround myself with people that were really good at two or three things, right? Cause no, nobody likes a generalist, right? Generalist, well, you end up broke, right? So, so it's important to have that powerhouse of the team. And Michael, maybe you want to have a few things to add about the team. Yeah, there, there are a couple unique things that stand out to me about the advisor board. There are 10 of us. And so we all bring our own experience of having run a business. And we've all had those challenges, all had those setbacks. How did we grow out of that? And how did we blossom in our own businesses. So when we think about small businesses, they have the challenge of not having a deep resource for capital like large corporations would have. They can do an equity raise. They can go get special purpose uh, funds. They can do a whole bunch of things. But for the small business, they don't always have that opportunity. And so what we like to do is bring in the expertise of having run a small business, but then leverage that network of partners that can bring in the expertise that they specifically need. Because a business plan that they develop a year out will not look anything like what they started with. Ch things change so dynamically and so um, quickly that there are the need for these micro pivots where we sh where the, mic the business plan has to shift 
because the market has changed or technology has changed. And so leveraging a community that has experienced a lot of those difficulties to come up with the solutions that are custom and unique to that small business, I think really sets us apart from another advisor form because we have been there as owners, as entrepreneurs, and how does one adapt and having the expertise of experience gives that entrepreneur the confidence that, yeah, my plan is pretty close to being right, but if I have these other folks behind me that can kind of look over my shoulder and make sure I'm not going down the wrong path, now I feel confident that my plan and my strategy that I've got in place is actually going to be successful. And, and how do you execute this? If you bring a new person into, into the board, um, uh, um, as a part, did you call them a partner? Is that they can be a strategic partner or they can be a client. A client so that's, okay. that's, those are the two ways the strategic partners help help the clients move forward and that's they can be two So if someone ones. comes in as a partner or as a client do they do they sit with all 10 of you around the around a table or a Zoom room and and, and how does that work well, Like say for instance uh, you know Joe's coffee shop right mm -hmm. is is looking to grow their business this year in a big way right so we have what we call an open hood call so we'll literally come in, open the hood, pull the engine out, mm -hmm. diagnose that engine, right, through our process, mm -hmm. and then we'll put that engine back in and make sure it's running properly. And then we'll do those waypoints and check-ins as we go down, go down the, the growth and scale path with them in order for them to stay on target, to meet their targets, that they want to scale. Um, and that's what makes it so unique. Right, because where else could you possibly invite ten other business owners into your business to help you get your business on the path that you want it to be on? What better place to what better place to come to get that done is to people that actually own their own companies today and they're already doing it. It's like I, I always tell people, don't ask somebody that makes six figures to help you build a billion dollar empire. That's not even possible, right? right? right. Um, it doesn't even make sense. So why not take 200 years of institutional knowledge and uh, with all of our strategic partner, billions of dollars of combined revenue that have already been there and done that. It just makes total sense. Now, uh, as a small business owner coming into it, you might go, holy crap, that's a little scary. Right. Right. But, but it's actually not. You should look at it as the opposite. You should embrace, as I always say, embrace the suck. Right. right. <laughs> so embrace it. Right. Embrace it in. Let other people into your business. Check the ego at the door. Right. And, and let people come in and tell, really tell you. And, and show you a different path mm -hmm. because it's probably an entirely different path that you're on today. So I think it's important that if, if the audience of this gets anything out of it, it is, is really don't be afraid to bring other people into your business because either you're ego driven, you're too scared for people to see what's actually behind that red curtain because guess what? Every business has some mess behind that curtain. Right, right, right. I, I don't care what business you walk into, you peel that curtain back, there's some chaos going mm -hmm. on back there. Mm -hmm. right? 
don't be afraid of that. Bring people in that can help you organize that chaos. Right. right? And that's a big takeaway, I think. I think one of our key strategies and one of our differentiators is that we we provide custom solutions. We look at the ecosystem that there are they already have in their business and we develop this rapid revenue strategy to help them create money and capital to pay for the next change. So we're not trying to disable companies going in. We work with companies to help them move forward in the most efficient, strategic way that we can. And I think that's that's something that separates us from other businesses too. And another aspect too for that is that when we are creating a community, it's sort of a culture that it's how do we help each other? It's not just how do I make the next buck? It's mm -hmm. more of how can we leverage the strengths of our the 10 of us on the strategic side or for the partner side, how do we leverage those joint deals that can give competitive advantage in the marketplace? Mm -hmm. And that's another distinguishing feature because that gives us the opportunity to engage more, to create more community, and then that fosters a stronger culture within to grow that business. I'll give you an example of how we do that. Uh, one strategy that has really taken off and become, all three of us are involved in it, and, and, and PR piece too, uh, is the podcast. And we have this podcast that brings small businesses in. We tell the narrative, we tell the story, we engage them, provide a marketing piece for them, put them on the podcast, and then we get to know them and we get to know their struggles. And right there, we can already have that engagement with mm -hmm. them and already provide some solutions for them and provide a critical piece of exposure for them in the marketplace because it's such a challenge to even stand out in the marketplace. So the Strategic Advisor Board podcast, which we're all involved in, is one way that we can begin those conversations so we can start to bring businesses into the fold of, of the custom strategies that we have. And who, who would you say, I mean, since you create custom solutions, I, I imagine you reach out, you, you can create custom solutions for any type of business wherever they are, but where's your sweet spot? What are your favorite type? Are they, are they beginning businesses? Are they already six-figure businesses, seven-figure businesses? Where do you think you do the most good? I'd say the most good that we do is between that, you know, first seven figures and uh, about a million to 55, 56 million, mm -hmm. right? We stay in that small business lane because uh -huh. we're all small business owners, right? right? right. So, um, and, and that's a, another key right there is, you know, we stay within the lanes that we've built ourselves, mm -hmm. right? So that's really important to know that. And when you look at strategy, right? Leadership is strategy. And strategy is leadership. They go hand in hand, right? Many companies need strategy, but they also need leadership, right? Which we provide that. We provide that leadership um, and strategy together. We all desire to be led in mm -hmm. some shape or form and in some way. And, you know, leadership in any small business, be it a one-man shop uh, or one gal or guy shop, uh, or they have five employees, 20 employees, whatever the case may be, right? Sometimes we have to go in and, and actually lead the leaders, right? Mm -hmm. To ensure they're leading their leadership. That's right. a lot of leading and leaders, right? right? But 
but you know that that's something like Michael's really good at is that leadership and empowerment and all those different things. So, um, Michael, anything on that? Yeah. Well, when one thinks about leadership, obviously there's the element of purpose. What's the purpose to what we are doing? Mm -hmm. And what we try to help inspire in our clients and in the partner network is the idea that find that true purpose, that true calling for your business, because then that allows us to help grow that idea of dumping value un unconditionally onto the marketplace because that will win over customers, that will win over employees. It's not a feast or famine kind of idea. It's more of how do we create that culture where there is a passion and a purpose behind what we are doing. And every company is unique. Everyone has a kind of a different size or a culture. One solar company might be different from another solar company, but if they each have a purpose, then they're serving that community in that way. And it creates an opportunity for engagement and uh, sustainability in the customer pipeline. So from a leadership perspective, as, Jesus, as uh, Jason was saying, how do we create that leadership culture, not just in the company itself, but then in the market that they are mm -hmm. serving? Interesting. Well, and, and second point to that is, you know, the strategic advisor board is 50% military. Um, and so we're bringing, you know, hundreds of years of military leadership into the company as well. And not that military leadership is the be all end all, but, you know, we've collectively led thousands of people just in much different perspectives. You know, I, I often say business is war. There's just no bullets anymore. It's just computers and software and pens and pencils and all those things. But but you know bringing in all that unique leadership part is is another thing that makes us a very strong team um, not not to say that our folks that don't have military background aren't great leaders all great leaders weren't in the military but it enhances our team a lot mm -hmm. more right because then we just get to learn from each other mm -hmm. right so shelby brings a very unique leadership uh, from being a professor most of her life. So that's a very unique point of leadership to bring into this team, right? And yeah. I've learned so much yeah. being a part of this team too. Yeah. So there's an internal growth that's happening that just an internal culture that is just that much more that we can offer mm -hmm. clients and strategic partners. So I have, I have one final question that, that may be, um, it's an all-encompassing question, and and I'll see how how you can answer it. So, in all my articles in Forbes, I always include things that people can take away and and apply today. Right? They read the article, they have something they can then do with it. And so, I'm really curious about you know the, about Joe's Coffee Shop. Was it still Joe's? Right? Joe's Coffee Shop, the carburetor, whatever's going on in the mm -hmm. engine. What? Cl clearly, you guys have a series of questions, things that you take people through. Um, when you first begin to help strategize their business, what could you guide, you know, I guess the readers at home, what, wh how they can start looking at their business. They, they don't necessarily have, have your years of experience or strategy behind you, but where do you go to look? And, and what are those obvious signs that people can start looking at their business and saying, oh, this, this needs work and this needs work, et cetera. Right. So first of all, don't be afraid to take all the hats off. Okay. Right? 
so many business owners when they're small and young, mm -hmm. well, not, not even, maybe a $20 million company, but they want to wear all the hats and be very controlling of everything that happens. They're the CEO or president or whatever title you want to give yourself. Um, and they're also the CEO. They're also the you know HR department. They're all these things, right? And you will never truly experience any growth, correct growth, unless you take all those hats off and put the right people on the right seats on the bus. So if there's something to take away, put the right seats and the right people on the right seats on the bus in your in your business and then you can truly become the one that runs your business. But until you do that, your business will run you every time. I see it so many times. And we're all guilty of it, me right. too. <laughs> right, because we're afraid if we let go of this, that it's right. not going to be handled the right. way we want. Exactly. And then, so we don't let go. And that's, that's exactly it. So that when I'm listening to a business owner, I'm listening for the fear. Mm -hmm. What is the fear that is creeping up? And is it something where they feel they have to micromanage? Is it the old style of military command and control, top down, everybody has to do it a certain way? Or do they go a little flatter and open up and allow for the team to support them so that they can allow for opportunities of growth with that right seat for the right person? And if they can release that and let go of that fear, mm -hmm. then there's really growth uh, opportunities. I also, for understanding all of these, is so it's so critical to just basically understand your foundation. And when you're at the phase to grow to the next level, whether that be add a million dollars of revenue to your, to your bottom line, or whether that be add $10 million or to hire 20 new people, having an understanding of your foundation and how your operations run internally and fundamentally what your product is and what market you're speaking to. Those are some critical questions to be able to ask yourself as you get ready to grow so you can build on that strong foundation. Because if you don't, you're going to be a very small message and a lot of noise. But if you make that match in your messaging and you really connect with the right audience for your product or your service, you're going to stand out in the community. Yes. Well, I think the important part, too, is, is we're here showing that right now, right as we sit here. You have a CEO, you have a vice president, and you have a COO, right? So we're... We are living examples of doing what we say we're doing, mm -hmm. right? So, and that's really important. You know, it's not just me sitting here, you know, take all the hats off. I took the hats off, right? Because they're sitting next to me. They're the hats, right? right. That I don't have to wear. Right. <laughs> I don't know if they do. That. <laughs> <laughs> Some days. <laughs> But, but the point is, is you got to practice what you preach. Yeah. That's important. Right. For sure. Beautiful. Anything else you want to add before we, we've, we finish today? Just thank you, Melanie, for having us yes. here. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, taking an the honor. time to be here. It's an honor. To be thank here. you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. This, this, this was great. Thank you very much for being here.